Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project Podcast, your one-stop shop for up-leveling your life. My name is Abigail Lang, and I am a full-time student, content creator, freelance video editor, writer, and motivational speaker. I'm here to help you grow into the life you've always wanted to have, so let's get real on how to do so. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast. In this episode, we are featuring a very inspirational guest, Chris Cook, who is the founder of Be Great Inspiration. Chris, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what Be Great is? Uh, So my name is Chris Cook. Uh, I'm originally from here in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, So I'm originally from here. I was born in Maryville, Tennessee, but my parents and my family, we ended up moving to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And I've I've lived all around the place. You know, I've lived in uh, California. I've lived in North Carolina. I've lived in Michigan, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, and Kentucky. So I've been kind of a little bit all around the place. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you for having me on the show. For one, I'm super excited about this. And uh, it was so funny because when we connected, I was like, wait a minute. I know her from somewhere. And then you were like, yeah, I used to come to WBBL. And I was like, no way, get out of here. And uh, it was so funny, you know, how the universe just aligns things together. And, you know, and I've been praying about moments like these, you know, just to be able to come on people's shows and tell my story and who I am and what I'm doing. So, like I said, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for having me on your show. And uh, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, for sure. I first found out about your account, I think, like a few months ago. I was scrolling through my Reels page, and I actually saw one of your Reels. And I was like, wait, that guy looks really familiar. So I clicked on your profile, and then I saw what you were doing with Be Great. And the other week when you posted that you were looking for podcasts to come on, it was just like the absolute perfect opportunity. So what is Be Great exactly, and why did you start it? So Be Great is a company that I, I've always had the idea since I was 14 years old. And uh, it all started from my childhood. So I used to have epilepsy when I was a kid. And wow. uh, I actually had one when I was two years old and it actually killed me. And uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was dead at two years old and uh, I was on life support. Wow. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, at the, at the time, I'm two years old. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. But, you know, my mother and my and my, my nana, they tell me this story all the time. You know, the doctors, they ruled me out. You know, they told me that, you know, if I was to live, that I'd be a vegetable the rest of my life and I would need help the rest of my life. And I'm sitting here now at 28 years old, you know, just being able to be in this moment and be alive and be a functional, I guess you could say a functional human being that the doctor said I wouldn't be. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't even know how to put that in the context, but yeah, so Be Great really started from that moment, you know, it was from that moment and I didn't realize it. And now I'm able to tell that story, you know, and in that moment, God showed up in my life. And, you know, at the time you don't realize what's really going on and you don't realize the trauma that you're living with. And I didn't realize how much uh, that impacted my life at that, at that time frame. And uh, I think one of the most beautiful things that I learned from that was, you know, you you can't allow people to write the story for you. You have to write your own story. Wow. And 
from the time I was, you know, from where I had epilepsy, it actually put me in IEP classes. So I used to be in special ed classes from uh, K through 12. You know, I used to have to go to an extra room to take, you know, uh, all my standardized tasks. I got extra time on those because I had this disability that I don't claim anymore, but I had a learning disability where it took me a whole lot more time to process things because of, you know, from the epilepsy. And uh, so, like I said, it all started when I was 14 years old. So I had an idea, but I never really I always ran from it, you know, because I was like, there's no way that someone would listen to what B-grade is and what I'm saying. And now, you know, I'm able to look at it and say, you know, B-grade is a universal message that people need. And more than anything, I needed it myself in that moment, you know, from 14 to 18, I used to have to get ultrasounds on my heart. Because they were trying to, you know, see if I had Marfan syndrome. Well, Marfan syndrome is a rare disease that you just you grow out of nowhere. So I went from like five eight to like six one in a summer, and yeah, it was it was crazy. And then I just never stopped growing, you know. And I ended up being six seven. So you know, the the doctors were trying to see, you know, from my past, from my past childhood, and the things that I went through, did it develop this? you know, Marfan syndrome and it's a rare, super, super rare disease. But if you do give it, you know, if you do get Marfan syndrome, they usually give you about a year to two years to live. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where every time I got on that bed, you know, my mom, and my dad, they would take me and I would cry every time because I knew in that moment, if the doctor told me once again, we're back at that part where, you know, people are writing my story for me. So I'm sitting there on that on that table every time getting an ultrasound, just crying my eyes out because I know if I'm diagnosed with this, the people that are right next to me, I may not ever see them again. Yeah, so Be Great all started from that. I wanted to, you know, Be Great is a it's a all inclusive media company that I push, and you know, it's all about sh- helping others strive for the greatness in themselves. You know, and whatever that greatness looks for you, everybody's definition of greatness is completely different. You know, I have my own definition. You have your own definition. Everybody has their own definition. But one of the things that I can say is, you know, when you see the message of be great, I mean, just be the greatest you. And that's a lifelong journey. You know, it's not one of those Mm -hmm. things where you just, you know, you just figure it out. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like I'm being the greatest me. There's days where, you know, I, I don't even know how to show up to be great in my own life. Because I have, you know, I have days and I have days where, you know, it's like it's it's so beautiful and my life is so amazing that I have days where I'm I'm in and out. So but uh, yeah, that's be great in a nutshell. That's where it all started. Started two years old and 14 years old. Wow, that is so amazing. And now I notice, like looking at your profile, you give motivational speeches to students, I think in high school. Was this because you had a difficult high school journey? Like a lot of my listeners are kind of in that high school college range. Were those years Mm -hmm. difficult for you? And how did you overcome any difficulty? Uh, So I would say in high school, it was very difficult because in, in high school, you're still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to find how you fit in or not even fit in, but who you're like, who you're becoming. You know, you don't really you truly have no idea what's going to happen from your freshman year to your senior year. You know, so for me, yes, I struggled big time in high school. I had a lot of self-esteem issues and that all triggered from my childhood up to, you know, going to high school. And I was one of those kids where it was like, I was always quiet. Didn't, you know, 
I didn't really have a lot of friends, and to this day, I still don't have a lot of friends. Like my best friend is Chaz Barnes. Like, yeah, I mean, that dude is. I mean, he's 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 my guy. He's been my guy since I was literally ten years old, and you know, so I've known him for eighteen years of my life. And I mean, that 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 was kind of who I leaned on through a lot of things in high school because, you know, my escape was basketball, and my escape from my self esteem issues, and you know, me dealing with you know, trauma and the things that I was running from and the, you know, things that God were calling me to do, I ran from all those things. And I wanted to fit in with the mm -hmm. cool kids. And and it wasn't the cool kids of like, like drinking and partying and all of that, but I just wanted to be loved. You know, it's one of those mm -hmm. things where it's like, I just want to be loved by a certain group of people. And I know what group of people those are. And I know for a fact, if they don't love me, it's this is going to feel, it's going to hurt. You know, so, so high school was definitely... A time in my life where I was, I mean, my escape was sports. I mean, I worked out three to four times a day, you know, because wow. I consciously, yeah, I consciously, I didn't want to feel anything. I was numb to everything. I wanted to just, you know, escape from reality and what it really was. So I never really got that time to sit down with myself and really ask myself, Chris, what do you truly want for your life? I never did that. Because I was either on a football field training or I was usually in the gym training. I was in the weight room training because I knew for a fact, I knew that I wanted to go play college sports. And that was my whole push behind my life is, you know, I want to be a collegiate athlete. And uh, so, yeah, for, for that glimpse of my life, it was it, it was tough because when you when you deal with trauma and you deal with self-esteem issues and you deal with shame and you deal with all those things that I dealt with. And the biggest thing that really, you know, and I, I, I don't look at it as a, as a point in my life where it hurt me, but the biggest thing was realizing like, Oh my goodness, like I have to go to another classroom and the kids call me the slow kid or the special ed kid. And I get bullied for that because the teacher would come and get me out of the classroom when we'd have to take a test. And she would say, Hey, Chris, let's go. You got to take your test here. Well, wow. so the kids, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of like a, a, a sense of my life where the kids were like, why is he going to another room to take his test? Why is he not taking the test with us? You know, because then it doesn't, the teacher doesn't have to go back and explain that. I had to go back into that room and in that setting and explain why I had to go to that other room because I was in special ed. I was in IEP classes, you know, and I'll never forget it. It was like seventh grade. You know, I used to avoid that, you know, through middle school. I used to try to avoid, and they called it the trailer. And the trailer was where, you know, I, I went for language arts. I didn't take regular language arts classes. I took, you know, the, the special ed classes for language arts. And uh, I always tried to avoid going to that trailer, and I never wanted people to see me. So a lot of the times I was late to class because I didn't want to be seen because it, it felt so shameful to realize, like, everybody else in the hallway is going to this language arts room, and I have to go out here to the trailers. Wow. You know, so it was, yeah, it was, it was tough. Wow. That's so interesting. And a lot of what you said definitely resonates with me as well, because especially the part about that initial alienation due to being different and struggling yeah. to kind of like connect with everyone and having that journey of really realizing that you don't need to be loved by everyone in order to right. enjoy your life. So I know definitely a lot of people my age struggle with this. So 
What advice would you give them if they're struggling with those self-esteem issues and really feel that need to constantly get validation from other people? Uh, the biggest thing I would say in all truth is you have to know, and I can say this now, is you have to know what truly makes you happy mm. and what brings peace to your life. Like in those moments, what like, it's like prime example, I love yoga. I love cycling. Like I'm a big cyclist. I get on the greenway and I just, I go and I, you know, I put my music on and I listen to my music. So I would say find those things that you really enjoy and show no judgment to towards yourself. That's the biggest thing I could say, you know, because we're all living and learning and I'm still learning to this day. I'm not perfect by any means. I've made a ton of mistakes, but I've, I've you know, I've, I've come through them. And I would say, you know, when I'm on my bike, it's one of those moments where it's just like, okay, I may not paddle as hard as I did yesterday or the day before, but I'm here and I'm doing it. And that's okay. There's no judgment towards myself that I, okay, the other day I rode 14 miles an hour. Well, today I'm running, I'm running 10 miles an hour. Right. And, you know, that's the biggest thing that I would say to, you know, the high school students and the college students that listen to your podcast is, you know, no, don't judge yourself in the sense of, oh, I got to be better. I got to do this or I got to be this discipline or I got to do that or, you know, just just show up and be the best that you can be. Because at the end of the day, that's all you can offer the world is just been the best you. And everyone's not going to agree with the decisions that you make for yourself. I mean, there was a lot of people that I had to cut out of my life because, you know, it was it was one of those things where it's like I know what I want for myself. And that's the next advice I'd give, you know, the the high school students and college students that listen to your podcast is you got to know what you want for yourself. You got to know you you, you can't allow other people to write the story for you, because if you you allow them to write the story for you, you will be in the state of depression and anxiety the rest of your life. And I was that kid. I was that person. So you, you have a living example that went through that. I went through people writing my story for me. IEP, that's what they do. They write out your whole educational plan for your whole life. Wow. So I went through that. Yeah, I went through that whole glimpse. K through 12, my story was already written out. So I didn't even really get to choose how I wanted, wanted the story to go. You know, I didn't get to choose how, you know, how the shame and the guilt that I, that I allowed to come over my life, the anxiety and depression from it. No, I didn't, I didn't get to do, I didn't get to choose those things. You know, pe- other people chose them for me. So that's the biggest thing that I would say is you, you got to write your own story. You have to. And like I said, a, a majority of the people are not going to agree with, with the decision that you make, but you have to be happy with the decisions that you make. Wow, that's really powerful. I think that a lot of people like your age and in high school and college feel like they're constantly being kind of put in a box by other people because as humans, we just really like to put labels on other people and we want them to conform to whatever expectations we have of them. But it really does take great courage to be able to break away from those expectations and kind of take whatever route you want to take, even if people judge you for it. So I think that that's really powerful for sure. So what kind of response did you receive from like your friends and family and everyone who knew you when you made that jump to start Be Great and give these speeches? 
I will be completely honest with you. It's been nothing but love. The oh, that's whole amazing. journey. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. Have I had people tell me that it wouldn't succeed? Yes. Have I had people look at me and say, hey, you know what you're starting? It ain't going to be what you think it's going to be. You think you running a business is going to be easy. You think you, you know, you, you're being this and being that. Yeah, I've had people quit on me. I've had people not show up to speaking events that I've invited. I mean, in the, in that time, yes, it hurts. But in that moment, I know for a fact that, you know, my whole goal every time that I speak, every event that I go to, my goal is to inspire one person. I'm not going to inspire the whole crowd. There's going to be some people in there that don't agree with what I, what I have to say, which is fine. Or there's some kids or adults that don't pay attention to what I say. But I know for a fact in my heart that if I inspire one person in that place, I, I did my job. So, I mean, I've, I've been running Be Great since uh, September. September 2020 is when I launched Be Great. And I knew in my heart, I said, it's time. You know, everybody's at home. This is the time that we can sit still. This is the time that we can truly reflect over our lives. And I said, you know what? September 11th, 2020, I said, I'm launching Be Great. And uh, I launched Be Great. So coming up September 11th this year, it'd be three years that I've had Be Great. And uh, the momentum just continues to grow. You know, like I said, the, the goal is to make it a universal message. So. Yeah, three years would be uh, this year would be three years, and the greatest thing is though, you know, I'm I'm so grateful for I got my trademark, uh, so so I do own my logo, uh, wow. so that part of it, yeah, I own the messaging of it, and uh, it's in the United States, you know, trademark office forever, even when I'm dead and gone, this message will still live on forever, and that's my goal with it every single day, you know, I, I post and I make the post that I do and I make the content that I do because I want the message of be great to live forever, even when I'm dead and gone. And I, I, I pray that, you know, it, it, it touches many lives and it touches the lives that it's supposed to, and uh, it's going to touch other lives too. So I'm super, super grateful for all the love that I've got from everyone. You know, I always send out that message all the time. Like I'm, I'm so thankful and so grateful for the people that's poured into my life and showed up in my life and the people that haven't either, the people that haven't poured into my life. I'm grateful for them too. There's no animosity. There's no hate. There's no, you know, Oh, why, why didn't you do this for me? Or why didn't you show up at this event? It's none of that. I'm, I'm grateful for every moment and every second of my life. And I'm grateful for be great and the people that, uh, you know, showed love to it. So. Wow, that's really amazing. And I think it says a lot about your character, like the amount of love that you've received from the community. I mean, I see all the time you post there are people all over wearing the Be Great shirts. And it's really clear that you've made a huge impact on these people. So I think that that's amazing that you're so great at connecting with the local community. And, you know, th that's one of the things where, you know, when it comes to the local community, I'm a Knoxville kid. I'm a Knoxville native, you know, so my messaging here is like in my ultimate goal, I'm not even lying to you. I want everybody in Knoxville to have a, a something to be great because for me, it's bigger than a t-shirt. It's the message. It's all about the message for me. And it's all about, you know, the, the when you see be great, I want someone to come up and ask you, what is be great? And then in that moment, you're able to tell your story. That's where I want 
wanted to go and that's what that's what you know my my mission is with it it's it's all about the message and people being able to see the message and see like oh wow this is this is what this is about you know and we can all be great together wow that's so powerful um so what was your experience like becoming a motivational speaker? Was this something that you've really like always kind of had a passion for or did it really like become your calling after you started Be Great? So I will say this in, in all truth, it was always something I wanted to do my whole life. And it was one of those things where I, I never truly realized, like when I speak, people listen, because I will say I lived with that shame for a long time. I lived with that. Who would listen to a kid that's in special ed or the kid that they, you know, mm-hmm. in the playground, they call me the R word. And I don't like saying the word, but they called me that. I was bullied as a kid, Wow. you know, and, and on the playground, I played by myself. But I noticed one thing is when I got into high school and I got into college is when I spoke, people listened. And I didn't know what it was. I never, I, I never, I say I never worked on it. It was it was one of those things where it was like I, I never truly believed that I could do what I'm doing now because it was like I said, it was because of that shame from my childhood and the, the shame from high school and the self-esteem issues. I'm like, who in the world will listen to a guy on the stage that lived, I mean, more than what, 50 percent of my life in depression? I mean, who would listen to a, who would listen to that person? Who would listen to the person that, that has all the anxious thoughts? You know, and, 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 uh, you know, at that point I said, you know what, God, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of running. So me become a motivational speaker. Uh, that's where it came from because I, I realized there was a need for people that need motivation. There was a need for people that need inspiration. They need someone to tell them to keep going. They need someone to tell them that it's okay to rest. It's okay to take days off. You don't have to you know, be so disciplined that you forget about taking care of yourself, you know, and that that's where I had to look into my own life and search within myself is, am I doing those things that I'm, that I'm speaking on the stage? Mm. And that's where I had to, that's where I had to check myself. Chris, you're up here telling people to write their own story. Are you doing that? Wow. So then it became a reality check. I had to look in the mirror for myself and say, you know what? I'm telling everybody 2023 is your year. Am I telling that same thing to myself? We got six months left in this year. What am I going to accomplish? Or how much am I going to rest? How many days am I going to take off just resting and not doing anything and being okay with that and not saying, oh, man, I got to get off this couch because I feel lazy or I got to get up and I got to go do this because I feel like I'm not getting anything accomplished today. And that's why I get on the stage. I get on the stage because I love to inspire people. I love to push people to being great. I love bringing up be great in everybody's life. And like I said, everybody's message is different. Everybody's message for what be great means to them is completely different. And that's okay. And that's what I want it to be. But I get on those stages and I become a motivational speaker to change the world. And that change may come when I'm dead and gone, which is okay. I'm fine with that. But I know that the message, that's my goal every time that I get on stage is it's all about the message. And it's all about pushing others to strive for the greatness in themselves. 
Wow, that's super inspirational. And I love how you have such a focus on more so getting the message across and inspiring people than glorifying yourself. Like I can tell that you're really doing things from that place of genuinely wanting to help people. And I bet that's why it's been so wildly successful. Now, that being said, that kind of triggered this question. With mm -hmm. that self-check, you were talking about how you have to make sure you're kind of following the messages that you're preaching. What are some things that you do every day, like in your daily routine, to practice that message of be great? Uh, so one of the biggest things, I'll be honest, is the first 30 minutes of my day when I wake up, I do not look at my phone. Ooh. I don't look at my phone at all. I don't go to social media. I, I, you know, the only time I get on social media is when I make my messages, when I make my posts. And I have a routine that I make my posts at eight o'clock to eight fifteen every morning. So uh, every morning, the first thing I do is I get up. I have me. Uh, I got some these things called electrolytes. I put them in my water. I get my organs and I get my mind and I get my body moving. You know, and I and I stretch every morning when I get up. You know, I just lay on the floor and I stretch and. You know, I just, I, I talk to myself so much that I talk myself into, okay, this is how my day is going to manifest. And then uh, right now I'm doing this, you know, writing out what Be Great is going to be and what my life is going to be. And uh, I don't care to share it on here. Uh, so I have this method that I'm doing, the Nikola Tesla uh, 369 method that I'm doing is I write down three times in the morning what I'm doing and then I'll write down it six times and then I'll write it down nine times and then at night uh so right now the message that I'm writing right now is be great is going to be a global message you know and I write that down three times then I write I write it down again six times then I write again write it you know down nine times and then I re read it on the ninth time before I go to bed so right now that's what I'm doing is uh be great is going to be a global message uh or a global brand you know, and whatever that branding looks like, maybe it's just, you know, getting my podcast up and running again, or maybe it's, you know, uh, t-shirts flying off the shelf or wristbands or whatever, you know, so, or my blog, uh, that I have going right now. So that's one of the things that I'm, you know, I'm really, uh, that's what I, that's really my routine. And I go work out Monday through Saturday. Uh, well, it's usually Monday through Friday. You know, I get me an hour and a 15 uh, workout every single day. And uh, I really, when I'm in that workout, I, I just go into a zone. I put my phone on do not disturb because that's my time for me. You know, and I, I, mm -hmm. I, I take that because I go work, you know, I go work for eight hours and my time is on other people's time, you know, dealing with situations and dealing with things. So that hour and 15 or, you know, you want to add that 30 minutes that I spend with myself. Uh, so what, an hour and 45 minutes? of my day, almost two hours. I spend a lot of time just working on myself and talking to myself and, you know, inspiring myself, you know, and re reciting the messages that I've put on, you know, Facebook or, you know, whatever I put on the, the platform that day or, you know, rereading some blog posts that I made and just seeing, you know, what I can do just to get better. So yeah, that's, that's my routine every day, Monday through Friday. So yeah. Wow, that's really cool. I've actually heard about that 369 journaling method. And yeah. admittedly, I fell off the wagon of doing it. But I mean, clearly, it's been working really well for you doing that journaling. And it would seem that 
you seem to go throughout your day with a sense of intentionality and just like a positive mindset with everything that you do. What are some ways that listeners can cultivate and get in the habit of thinking positively instead of, you know, having such a small minded kind of negative view? I would say, you know, in my own definition, now for the, the people that are listening, this is my own definition as far as that goes is uh, you got to truly figure out what you want for yourself. And what I mean by that is at my goal, I'm on day, including rest days, I'm on day 103 of working out. Wow. That's and awesome. been in the gym. And it's one of those things where it's like, I had to ask myself, Chris, what do you want for yourself? Okay, this is what I want. I want my mind to be more clear. And I want my skin to clear up on my body. So I started drinking a gallon a day. I drink a gallon of water a day. Wow. Uh, and I started eating better. And I said, why do you want those things? Why are you pushing after those things? And I said, because I want to live longer. I want to live longer. Mm. I don't want to be in a, and I've been in a lot of hospital beds over my life. I don't want to be in one of those at an early age. I want to be able to, you know, and one of my biggest things is I want to be able to play with my kids one day. I want to be able to, you know, be an active dad. You know, I want to be an active father. Like I'm in my fifties and sixties and I can still, you know, hang out with my kids and still, you know, do things. I don't want to be stumbling around to where my kids have to help me get out of the recliner chair. Like I want to be able to jump out of that chair if they say, Hey dad, let's go pass football or let's go, you know, ride a bike. Or my daughter says, Hey dad, let's go swimming. Like I want to be able to do those things. And, uh, for anybody that's listening, that's where you have to get to. You have to get in your journal. You have to write. You have to write. And you have to write out what you want for yourself. How do you want your life to look? And the things ultimately that you want to that you want to become. You have to answer that. What do you want to become? I mean, sometimes it may be in a glimpse of, okay, maybe I can't go out Friday night because I have to journal. Or maybe it's I can't go out Saturday night because I'm going to go run five miles and go home and journal. And that's that's truly what you have to look in deep within your your soul because I truly believe in this and this is a saying that I have for myself right now is I'm not focused on the world that's outside of me. I'm focused on the world that is inside of me. Wow. Everything that I ever needed in my life, all the inspiration, I don't need external validation anymore. Everything that I ever needed in my life it's already inside of me. I don't have to get on social media and get 200 likes or 5,000 views to make my validation and make Chris feel more than what he is. No, that's that's not what it's about. I don't care if I got on there and I had 10 likes or I had five likes or I had 200 or I had 200,000. The point of the thing is, at the end of the day, I did it because I wanted to do it and I wanted to inspire one person. And if I did that, amazing. Because that inspiration is already in me. We just have to dive deep within our soul. We don't have to find the motivation on the outside. We don't have to find the images of people being disciplined. We don't have to find those things. All of those things are already in you. You just have to search for them. And that's the reality check that I had to have with myself is what's already in my life that I can't control, which is Christopher. That's it. That's all I can wow. do. And that, and that world and everything that I need is already inside of me. Wow, that is super powerful. I totally agree with everything you just put out there, especially with finding that validation from within and just focusing on 
doing the right thing to inspire people, like regardless of what the response is. So all in all, if you could just come up with one thing that you want the listeners to do, what is your personal growth project challenge for the listeners? So after this episode, what's one thing you want them to focus on, to focus on being great? I would say my personal growth project challenges for the listeners is truly find that inspiration in yourself. Mm. And I have no idea what that's going to look like for any, any, anybody that's listening. I have no idea, but I want them all. I challenge every single person that listens to this podcast. I challenge you to find that inspiration in yourself and find what truly, truly brings you peace, happiness, and love and share that with the world. You know, give that to the world. Even when the world has and society has these rules and they change and they want you to be this person or be that. No, don't don't confine to those things. Don't allow this 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 world that's outside of you to put you in a box. Mm. You become the box. You become the person that they follow. You become the inspiration that you need, not only for yourself, but the people around you. So I would say that that's my uh that's my challenge for all the listeners is find that inspiration because the time is now, you know, the time is now to, to be great and find that. And like I was saying, my slogan is uh, for my company is don't wait to be great. Don't wait. You have every opportunity right mm-hmm. now in your life to, to be great and find that inspiration in yourself. So that would be my personal growth project challenge for all the listeners that are listening. Find that inspiration in you. That's amazing. That's definitely a wonderful thing to focus on. So for these listeners, where can they keep up with your journey and find you and your brand and your t-shirts? Uh, I would say, you know, if, if we're, we're starting with Instagram, you can find me. Uh, my personal page is the chef underscore cook 35. Uh, my Instagram for my business is B underscore great underscore inspiration. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's just Chris Cook, and then you can find uh, my company. You can find it on there is Be Great, and then on Twitter it's Be Great, and then I N S P, which stands for Inspiration, and then my website is uh, com. and that's where you can find the blog, the merchandise, my podcast, my YouTube channel. Uh, you can find all of that on there. Thank you so much. That's amazing. I will go through afterwards and I'll make sure that I put those in the show notes for anyone who wants to just click on those links and find you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast to share your story. I really think that it's going to resonate with just so many people. Um, And to all the listeners who tuned in for this episode, thank you as well. I will see you all in the next week's episode and don't wait to be great. I love it. Be great.